Welcome back, people. It's November 17th, 2022. You were listening to episode 46 of the Taxi Squad podcast. Today is going to be a little different for our good friend, the Reverend, a.k.a. Vinny Boy, a.k.a. Vinny, my guy, is out sick this episode 46 with bronchitis. And if you've ever had bronchitis, you could understand that it's probably not so easy to talk at this time. So Vinny's going to sit the next few plays out. He's with us in spirit. So you get the OG today, which is Chicago Mike himself. So thank you once again for joining back to the show. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, not a ton. It's not going to go as long as our usual, but we're still going to get to a fair amount. And we appreciate you tuning back in. So with all that being said, we got a strange and unusual. We're back with some dope shit we got to talk about. We're going to have a small college football review. We're going to go into week 10 picks, week 11 picks, How see how we did. Vinny made his picks. I don't know how they're going to go. They're going to be a little goofy. They're going to be a little crazy. But once again, as I stated, with us in spirit. So without further ado, let's kick right off, right? I mean, let's let's start this like any good football game would be. We're going to kick off, all right? So today's on... Strange and unusual. Um, <laughs> the Miami Heat were recently sponsored by a one company called FTX. And if you pay attention to news outlets in America today, uh, that, that, that's not such a great sponsor to have. Just because federal indictments and stealing money and laundering money. And potentially laundering that money from interesting countries who may be at war right now. I'm not going to say names. <clears throat> Ukraine. Anyway, um, very interesting. So for a long time, over the past two years, it was the FTX Arena, which at a small time was a Bitcoin slash cryptocurrency trade exchange that you could download on your phone and trade cryptocurrencies. Well, as we can all see, that's gone belly up. And now there's no funding for FTX to have any sort of sponsorships, let alone a business. So, when in doubt on Strange and Unusual, we choose infidelity. So, <laughs> and then, see, we, 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 what we do, regardless if Vinny's here or not, we're choosing infidelity. So, Bang Bros, the porn company, comes up and is like, yo, listen, here's 10 mil. We're Miami-based. We want to be... Bang Bros Center, a.k.a. the BBC. And I think this is the greatest thing that has happened uh, for any porn-based business in forever. Could you imagine going to see your local Miami Heat at the Bang Bros Center? I mean, come on. There wouldn't be a more Miami thing possible than going to watch a basketball game at the Bang Bros Center. Make this happen for more than one reason. Not only is it Miami, not only is it Thotami, not only is the place where the thoughts are Miami, but the name in which your basketball team plays that housed once at Dwayne Wade, the you know LeBron James, aka the South bitch, uh, and not only that, you know just the big the the first or second big three, and not six, not seven, not any of that. 
But like Bang Bros is your stadium sponsor. This is just so juicy, so fantastic. If the city of Miami, if Miami ownership of the Heat choose to do this, Pat Riley, if you have any idea of what is good from a marketing standpoint for this team, you're going to go beat on the table for this. I'll be, I mean, bring the taxi squad boys in for this one. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, it'd be fantastic. It's like, it's like a basketball porno thing made in heaven. Like you couldn't even describe it better than that. Right. I mean, come on. So strange and unusual. Vince, you're missed. That's all I'm saying, pal. Get better. You and this fucking bronchitis. Next to dope shit we have to talk about. Semi-petty shit we got to talk about. We're going to get into a little racing news. So if you pay attention to Formula One racing, you will know that Max Verstappen has come on the scene this year and has basically just ran and hide with this championship race, a la Michael Schumacher, a la Nico Strasberg, a la Louis Hamilton, right? I mean, he is going to be the next guy in this sport that takes over for easy the next half decade, decade plus. Long time, we thought that was going to be Sebastian Vettel being on Red Bull. He leaves Red Bull, goes to Ferrari, doesn't work. Now he's racing for Aston Martin. And and this whole thing has just become the Verstappen year, so to speak. This is his breakout into superstardom. Well, this man... And in most of these drivers, as, as I always say, compared to NASCAR, which is some good old boy shit, they drive stock cars, they 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 run wedge, they 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 run different suspensions for going fast and turning left. Well, these guys are a little bit more prima donna. The cars are very technologically advanced. It's open wheel racing. We are racing all over the globe in beautiful racetracks and racetracks that go back to hundreds of years, centuries. Max Verstappen in Brazil this weekend refused to let his teammate Sergio Perez pass him to gain some points, knowing he had the faster car. Um, and, and not only that, having the championship locked up by a landslide, by an absolute landslide. Verstappen, no one's going to touch him the rest of the season. And and bottom line, you're just helping out a teammate at this point, which we would all assume would be the couth slash right thing to do. But yeah, Verstappen basically said, do not ask me this question again. You already know the answer and my reasons as to why I won't do it. And to me, either this is the sign of A, a great competitor who will win at all costs, or a crybaby bitch that doesn't want to help out his teammate. It's subjective, however you look at it. Personally, the man's a competitor. He's been pushed down since the beginning of his career, and now he's getting his way to superstardom. So understood that you want to keep your momentum. It's like in the playoffs for, let's call it football. Is it okay to have that bye? Yes. Is it viewed as a benefit to have the bye? At times, yes. But do you want to keep playing? Do you want to keep the momentum? Do you want to keep it moving? Times, that could be a, a process. So Red Bull got incredibly upset with him being his team and stated that, you know, this is not a right thing and there will be a team meeting. Uh, moving forward, I mean, no one is touching S Sebastian Vettel. 
um, I'm not Sebastian Vettel, Max Verstappen, and how this is going to move forward. So something to pay attention to. Thought it was kind of dope in a way that this guy has a landslide victory. It'd be like in baseball, if you were spanking the other team by like 35 runs and just kept it moving. Ferrari's not touching them. Mercedes isn't touching them the rest of the season. And that's kind of what F1 is, though. If you actually break it down, it's a lot of hiding and running. It's very rare that two drivers from different teams are going after each other for a championship in the last two races of the season. It has become the hide and run show. Just due to technology, funding, money, it's all relative in this sport, right? So we look at guys like Total Wolf running Mercedes, Mercedes with his, at the top of the heap for many years, and now Red Bull coming in with Aston Martin and running their suspension, and now Acura, in theory, taking over, a.k.a. Honda Motors. And this is a very interesting thought process, and racing in itself is a very interesting slash money-driven sport when we're talking about the Formula One level, since it is global. It is a global sport. It is that of soccer. It is that of rugby, but at the very highest level. Because so much money, billions of dollars, goes into these cars on a given Sunday. And if you're wise enough to get up on a very early Sunday before football starts, F1 is on in the summer. And it is electric. Would highly recommend. Now, let's move forward to what we love on this show, what we enjoy most on this show. And that is the college footballs. Everybody, the college footballs this weekend was fantastic. If you had an opportunity to watch a little bit of it, it was upset central. Teams that had no business beating people were beating people. Washington goes into Eugene, Oregon and beats the Ducks at home. Hasn't been done in almost a decade. Look it up. Washington, the Huskies, comes in, does what they does. I I just love it. You got to love it. Only wins by a field goal, but still wins. Big Pac-12 win. Everybody's talking about Drew Nix, this and that. Nix is a boy. All this. No, no, no. No, no, no. Bo Nix is not that guy. Okay? Go and look at the stat line. Bo Nix is not that guy. Granted, comes from the SEC. Everybody's high on him. He is no Caleb Williams. Just saying. Just saying. As we move forward, Arizona. Goes into UCLA before one of arguably UCLA's biggest weekends in the Pac-12 standings. And gets pumped by a 4-6 and six team. Not necessarily pumped, but they got beat at home by a 4-6 and six University of Arizona Wildcat team. UCLA, to me, this was a game that they prove what their worth is. And moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see how they play against the USC. A lot of people are saying USC this weekend, big rivalry game, playing at the Rose Bowl. A lot of playoff implications surrounding this game. USC right now, one loss to Utah in Utah. Crazy game in itself. Terrible refereeing that game. It could be argued that the referees maybe gave the Utes that game. Not going to say that because that would be unfair to the Utes. They played a great game, right? Right. Tan, uh, rising, Cam Rising just had an absolute banger of a game. But 
chances are, if the refs don't call the three egregious, needless to say, roughing the passer penalties, it swings USC's way. But if we look at Dorian Thompson Robinson only passing for 245 yards and a touchdown, and then this Zach Charbonnet, or however the hell you say his name, just rushing all over everybody. 181 yards, 24 carries, three touchdowns on the ground. Think it would be enough. Arizona comes out, upsets UCLA at home. No one saw that one coming. Now, another one we got to talk about. Everybody thought TCU was going to go into Austin, Texas and shit the bed. That did not happen. TCU played defense. This was the most uncommon Big 12 game you would probably watch over the past five years. Not a lot of scoring. A lot of defense. Knew that they were going to have to come into Austin and play a brand of football that Texas hasn't seen so far this year. Well, Texas didn't hit the mark, okay? Only scores 10 points. 10 points the entire game. Texas did not show up. Either they were too busy drinking during the day because they didn't know what time the game was going to be, and they're like, fuck it, we're going to tie one on early. Quinn Arrows did not look like that guy. 171 yards passing, zero touchdowns, one pick. Okay, Can't get Bijan Robinson going. Only 12 carries for 29 yards. Shit is insane. Couldn't get anything going on offense. Defense allows 17 points. You'd think that would be enough to beat any team. TCU says, uh-uh, not happening this weekend. We're taking one from you. Longhorns, have fun. Horns down. TCU, frogs moving forward. And watch it. Could be a playoff team. Not going to say it too soon, but could very well be a college football playoff team. Now, as we also move forward into this, okay, Who would have thought in their right mind, okay, that Bama Ole Miss is going to go down to the wire in Moxon doing all this shit in Mississippi? I mean, Jackson Dart looked really good in the Pac-12. He is not that guy in the SEC. And I believe Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, the Rebels – are one quarterback away from being a true championship contender. Mark my words on that. But as all thought, it was going to happen, and it did, right? I mean, you're not going to go in there with Nick Saban out there after losing, okay, to LSU in Louisiana, and he's not going to come out and win. Just, Just saying. Just saying. But some notable games to pay attention to as we move forward into week 12 of college football. Okay. USC, UCLA. Big, 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 big rivalry game. Arguably one of the biggest. Not only that, there's playoff implications attached to it. All this. So we got number seven, USC going in to UCLA up the street from each other at the Rose Bowl. This game's going to be electric. Would highly recommend putting this on. It's going to be a primetime game, 7 p.m. We have Bedlam this week, okay? We have Oklahoma State, Oklahoma in Norman. Been there for this one. This is electric, people. You can't miss this one. Chances are Oklahoma is going to take this one, okay? If I had to put it down on paper right now, I'd say boomer sooner, okay? Horns down always. 
Pokes ain't poking this weekend, all right, people? Hammer the Sooners. Just saying. Gut feeling, okay? As we move through this, how life works. Some people say I say okay too much. Nether team slash interdivision rivalry game in the Big 12. TCU Baylor at Baylor. Watch out for TCU. This could be a game, though, that Baylor sneaks up on you, right? Baylor last week played a pretty shitty game against Kansas State. Kansas State exposed them. Pay attention. Pay attention. And then the very late game on Saturday, Utah-Oregon. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah pulls this one out. Two in a row for Oregon. A lot of people saying crazy. Two in a row at home. Cam Rising does Cam Rising stuff, which he does usually when the lights are the brightest. That dude shows up. This could be a game. Everybody pay attention to Utah. Everybody pay attention to the friend of the show, Norman Nate. Shout out to that guy, Boomer Sooner. And then, of course, Trojans all the way. Not going to bet it, though, because I'm not going to jinx them. Let's move forward, people. We have some picks. We have some picks. It's going to be fun. So this week, I go eight and six. Vince goes six and eight. Vince, you know, I know you're listening. With all that being said, I mean, how does it feel now? Almost six games up on your boy. I mean, I got six games on you, guy. I mean, you got to keep up. Vince and I were together this weekend, and we bet some college football, and we went out, and we had a time, right? The boys were together. We were doing stuff. We were conjuring up new concepts for the pod that you've never heard before that you're going to hear one day. It's going to be epic, okay? But let's get to it. So, picks, week 10. We go Falcons, Panthers. Call the Panthers, win it at home. What does this guy know? Vince calls the Falcons. Not sure? Okay, fine. Just saying. P.J. Walker, maybe a guy, maybe not, who knows. But Tom Brady said, you know what, my wife banging her BJJ instructor, that means two things, but it's true. I mean, who goes on vacation with a guy shortly after a divorce and you're not fucking doing, come on. All right, Tom goes to Germany, though, looking for Fräuleins, looking for TDs, shows up, beats the board, beats the Seahawks in Germany, first game in Germany. They're singing Country Road, Take Me Home in Germany. Who would have thought about it? Singing John Denver, an American country classic in Munich. Not many people are going to sing that, people. But people in Germany sing that. Just saying. Bears. Vince and I both thought the Bears were going to win this one. And they should have. Rightfully so. They should have won this game. Justin Fields balls out. Runs for another 150-plus yards. Throws for three touchdowns. You think that's enough to make the mark. But when you don't have a defense that could stop a nosebleed, let alone, let alone a racing stripe in your shorts, you're not going to win much. Bears lose 31-30. Cairo Santos misses a field goal. Extra point. Could have been a tie game going into it. But the Lions showed up. They played defense. We had no answer for that offense. On defense. Chances are you could kind of chalk it up to some egregious calls, but really, the Bears are going to lose this year. You're going to see signs of Justin Fields. We just need to pray he doesn't get his head taken off and he doesn't get the yips next year. 
Dolphins, Browns. Everybody knew the Dolphins were going to win this game. Moving on. Broncos, Titans. Thought the Broncos country was going to ride in Tennessee and in Nashville. Vince called this one correctly. Shout out to Vinny. One of the six games he got correctly. Just saying. Broncos country is not riding. Not at all. All right. Vikings, Bills in Buffalo. Buffalo would have thought you no chance. No chance. They're not going to beat the Vikings at home. Well, the Vikings had other plans. And not only that, but the Vikings played a wonderful game, especially in the second half. Justin Jefferson is that guy. Maybe the catch of the year. Just saying. Like prime Odell type shit. But it's not even there. I mean, the the man is truly amazing. And if you could understand it, you need to see the highlight because Justin Jefferson is that guy. Bill's offense had every opportunity to win this game. Shit the bed. Josh Allen looks like Josh Allen is rookie season, fitting the ball in places shouldn't be fit, making stupid decisions, running too much. Dayball was a guy, and he is a guy, and he's proving that with the Giants. We're going to get into that. Giants win against the Texans. Everybody knew this was kind of going to happen. Danny Dimes throwing dimes. Saquon could be the comeback player of the year. Probably is the comeback player of the year. Is he the MVP? We will see. Chiefs in a rough game against the Jags. Okay, very rough, very, very rough game. Kadarius Tony having this fake limp bullshit as if we were supposed to believe like he wasn't hurt and faking an injury in New York to get traded, which he totally was, and then has this touchdown celebration like he's injured. Okay, dude, you're a coward. Just saying. Anyways, Chiefs win that game. Jags look like the Jags. Saints-Steelers thought the Saints were going to win. In Steel Town, didn't happen. Steelers pull out a nail-biter. Defensive game. Kenny Pickett can't throw the football to save his ass. Deontay Johnson has a game, scores maybe 10 fantasy points. Pat Firemuth does the same shit he always does. And Najee Harris does not show up anywhere. Anyways, Raiders and Colts. Can we talk about the legend that is Jeff Saturday? That fucking blue-eyed, handsome man taking over. For the Indianapolis Colts, not 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 knowing shit about this team, more so than just outside looking in. But he's like, you know what? I'm coming back. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna get the whole lay of the land, and this is my team. Offensive line plays better. Jonathan Taylor may have a resurgence this season that we haven't even seen. And then not only that, Michael Pittman and this entire offense seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Raiders can't seem to fucking buy a win right now. They're playing awful. They can't play defense. They can't get a stop. They have every weapon on offense. Derek Carr does not seem to connect with Devontae Adams. I don't know what the what's in store, but for a team with uh, Fasach going you know, to the playoffs to now Josh McDaniels doing Josh McDaniels stuff, it just goes to show you that the Raiders aren't that good, and the Colts could be on a smidge of a comeback, but the Colts got the Eagles this week, so I'm not going to write them off. But, I mean, you could kind of say, and we'll get into it, but the Eagles going down this week, Colts coming back. Jeff Saturday, though, first coaching gig of the season. Former player, former Colt, great Colt, Hall of Fame Colt, lost all the weight, handsome son of a gun, former ESPN analyst. Props to that guy. Props to that guy. Just saying. Moving forward, cards and rams. Call the cards. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. I mean, this game, could you imagine preseason? You're like, I'm going. 
the fucking L.A., and I'm going to see the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford and all these weapons run the field in L.A. in this brand-new stadium. No, 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 no. You got a group of flunkies, a.k.a. backup quarterbacks. One guy for the Rams, don't even know his fucking name, was a AFL quarterback this season, coming in this season, backup of backups. It's the only chance they got without Stafford. He comes in, actually played a halfway decent game, and then Colt McCoy doing what Colt McCoy does, legendary backup in the NFL. And he has a game. DeAndre Hopkins, seven receptions, tutty, all that good stuff. Cards win the game. No big. Cowboys. Cowboys pull the Cowboys. I can't even think that I picked this game with confidence. Just saying. But the Packers do this. They come back to Lambro, Christian Watson. Three touchdowns. Three. Insane. Looks like it may be a guy for Aaron Rodgers until Randall Cobb comes back and then it's all over. But Cowboys lose and the Cowboys are going to do what the Cowboys do. Chargers, 49ers. Pick 49ers. Jimmy G in your handsome fucking face. Arlington Knights, boy, doing what you do. Defense looks like it's coming back for the 49ers. Fucking watch out. All right? All I got. And then the game of the week, arguably. Commanders and Eagles Monday night football. Taylor Heineke defying all odds. Winning this game because he propped the fucking refs to say, give me that call. Give me that call at the end of the game where I'm just going to slip a 20 in your back pocket, ref. You're going to give me this silly uh, roughing the passer call, and that's going to end the game because now the Eagles have to use the last time out. We're going to need a football. This game was very, very close. Could have gone either way. But Taylor Heineke keeps him in, and that guy is a dog. So, in review, 8-6, and six, okay? Vince, 6-8. and eight. Keep up, dog. And for Week 11 picks, let's get into it quickly, okay, quickly. We got the Titans at the Packers. Titans coming into Lambeau. Vince and I both picked the Packers. No big deal. Vince always wants to bust my balls. Calling me Packers Mike. Well, you're the first one to pick these fucking guys, bro. And the Titans are going to keep it close. Just know it. It's going to be a very close game. But I think the Packers are on a smidge of a roll here. Packers, boys pick them. Cool. Bears-Falcons. Bears go to Georgia. Justin Field. Homecoming game. Boys from Georgia got fucking recruited in Georgia. Everything that you would want to do in Georgia, Justin Fields has done it. Okay? More than one way. Justin Fields goes into his hometown, wins this game for his hometown. Bears. Minus three. Book it. Okay. Eagles Colts going to Indy. I'm high on the Jeff Saturday thing. But, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Eagles all the way. Um, Jets and Patriots, we have some division. So the Jets are going to Foxborough. And remind everybody that the Jets lost to the Pats earlier this season in the Meadowlands. Okay? Because Zach Wilson can't figure out that I probably shouldn't throw the football against a Bill Belichick red defense. Just saying. Vince chooses the Jets. Mike is going with the Pats all the way, baby. Ramondre Stevenson after a bye week. How are you going to pick the Jets? You're going to pick the Jets? Get out. Get out of town. And now we got the Commanders at the Texans. Okay, so the Texans in Houston. Commanders going to a dome field. Taylor Heineke rolling. Big win. The juice is high. 
It's higher than it's been in a long time. Texans can't fucking stop a nosebleed on defense. I'm taking the commies. Vince has the Texans, but I'm taking the commies. Taylor Heineke all the way. Let's go. And then we have the Rams at the Saints in New Orleans. Okay, Rams show up to New Orleans. Will, will handsome Stafford be available? I'm not thinking so. I think we're going to be rolling with the shitty Rams team as they are right now. I'm saying the Saints. I'm saying the Red Rocket shows up this game. Let's go. Red Rocket. And then we have the Browns and the Bills. Okay, yeah, the Bills have a comeback game in them. Bills. And then Panthers, Ravens. Ravens all the way. Let's effing go. All right. And then Lions at Giants. Everybody feel as if if you're like in the Midwest, it's going to be like, you know, kind of high on the Giants. Well, you got to remember, they beat the Bears, beat the Packers on a fluke. And with all that being said, Giants are rolling right now. You have to look at D-Ball. AKA the big ball. And that dude is a hell of a coach. Anybody who can make Danny Dimes look like a pro bowler, just saying, you're a fucking legend. Giants minus seven. Like, gonna be a fucking banger of a game. Um, Raiders and Broncos. Vince thinks that the Raiders are gonna win their second game this season. Personally, don't believe it. Don't believe it. I think Broncos country will ride. In mile high, Jerry Judy may have a small injury, may have a high ankle here. Don't know. But just saying, with all things on the table, I think the Broncos country rides this week. Vince doesn't think so, though. Just saying. Just saying. He's picking the Raiders. All right, moving forward. Cowboys, Vikings, and it's in Minnesota. Vince is taking the Cowboys. And after that shit see of whatever the hell that was from Dak Prescott last week and Mike McCarthy, uh, I don't have faith. Vikings, minus three. Pick that one up. Bengals, Steelers. Bengals all the way. Jamar Chase could be coming back this week. It's over. Chances are, you know, they're going to Pittsburgh, but still close enough. Ohio to Pittsburgh. It's an hour and a half late. Nothing. Chiefs, Chargers. A lot of people are going to bait this game. A lot of people are going to say, eh, Chargers could win at home. Nah. Chargers aren't that team this year, unfortunately. Head coach does nothing for anybody. Doesn't do his young quarterback any favors. We are rolling Chiefs. Chiefs are probably going to win the AFC, let's face it. And then 49ers cards. Jimmy G looked great. I feel as if they need to trust him a little bit more. Looks like a timeshare in that backfield. 49ers roll this game, though. I believe without Kyler, this game could be a blowout. But if Kyler is back, it's going to be halfway high scoring. I'd say they got something to prove. Now, we have our weekly picks in now, right? Vinny, you better step it up this week. Otherwise, this guy might just be running away and hiding. We're halfway through the season, pal. Step your shit up. Feel better. Goes out drinking once with the boy this weekend and then... Next thing you know, sick as a dog. What are we going to do? MLB news. Sandy Alcantara is the first Marlins pitcher to win a Cy Young Award ever. That in itself is impressive. So, snaps to that effing guy because that is a feat in itself. Oh, also news today. Bryce Harper had elbow surgery. And... 
if that's the case, that dude is one tough SOB, the fact that he was playing all of the playoffs with a defunct elbow. So it goes to show you maybe why certain pitches he wasn't capable of getting inside. Going to have elbow surgery. Wish him the best coming back. We would also like to give our thoughts and prayers to everybody from the University of Virginia shootings. That happened this week. Absolutely awful. It seems to always see this happening. Not trying to end the show on a negative note, but we got to give our T's and P's to the people in pain right now, right? That's what we got to do at the Tax Squad Podcast. We got to give out T's and P's because we are the T and P pod. Not planned, but pretty awesome. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for the solo episode. And you know the drill. Share it. Like it. Send it to a friend. Send it to a friend who may have an elderly grandfather that may like listening to sports podcasts because he would love this show. Whether it's just Mike doing solo stuff or Vince every now and again doing a solo stuff, you know, it, it, it's all just good things. Or when the boys come together, shit is just magic. So we hope you tune in. We hope you share it with your friends and you know the drill. Follow it, download it. And as always, we will see you next week. Oh, wait, he's not here. All right, peace.